Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Hello and welcome into the Money Night Podcast. I'm Ben George and he's Wade Chessman. He's president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. Today we're going to talk about an article we came across recently on USA Today about three murky issues that are making retirement planning harder for people. We're going to kind of go through this article today. We're going to put it in the show notes as well. So if you want to read it for yourself, please uh, do so. We'll put the link in there. You can easily find it and access. This is a pretty quick read. But we want to kind of go through and get, share our takeaways from this about the, the murky items they point out. And I think this is going to be a good topic, Wade, because things are a lot different today than they've been uh, for, for previous generations. Yeah, I definitely think that's truism. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. I think we talked about that on the show some as well, but we'll, we'll dive into that today. If you haven't joined okay. us before, thanks for uh, for being here. You can find us online, chessmanwealth.com. We're also going to have our Kingdom Minute coming up a little bit later on in the show, so stick with us on that as well. But Wade, how's everything going with you? Everything is going great. Just excited about 2022, despite all the well, I would call it craziness going on in our world. So yeah, um, there's a lot to be concerned with. So I'm trying to maintain a positive attitude, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do, right? You can only control what you can control, right? That's right. And it's the same way with financial planning. And today's items aren't even about the murkiness of 2022, which we are, we're, we're getting with the economy and interest rates and inflation and you know world uh, world news as well. So this is more about what just simple what we call simple planning items, but basic planning items that you're going to have as part of, of, of your retirement that you know, are murky for, for many, many people. So this USA Today article, it points out three murky issues that increase retirement planning's degree of difficulty, especially in today's climate. So we're going to break down this article and see if it's worthwhile advice and, and really if these murky issues are actually that threatening. And then also, as always, we want to talk about what you can do about it all if you mm-hmm. are concerned. So first thing, Wade, this is by Christy Bieber with The Motley Fool, but she bases her three murky issues off a recent report that came from the Insured Retirement Institute, which surveyed adults about their readiness for their later years in life. And it found that millions of Americans are lacking some of the basic knowledge to achieve a successful retirement. Are you surprised that that so many of us just lack that basic knowledge? No, I wish I was, but I'm not because you hear constantly, you know, surveys about how very few people have any money saved when it comes for retirement. You know, we talked about this on this podcast, how many people live on, you know, the, a good chunk of their their retirement is based on Social Security, how quite a few people live. That's all they have. So, no, unfortunately, I'm not surprised. And, you know, it's more and more difficult because back in the day, we've talked about this as well. You know, my grandparents, they had, I think, three pensions between the two of them. Mm. And, you know, it was very difficult for them to mess that up. Yeah. You know, their day-to-day living expenses were pretty much taken care of. But that's very rare today. And so the burden has been placed on the individual. And, you know, it's not like something they just teach you. You right. got to kind of figure it out. Yeah, and I think even more so, like, you know, because the people that would be teaching us just didn't have to deal with it, it's kind of new for all of us. So maybe that education will get passed along, you know, in the, the upcoming generations, hopefully. But we're all trying to figure it out right now. So let's talk about some of these murky issues okay. that she points out. Um, first takeaway is that, that Americans are confused about just how much income growth they're going to need to offset inflation. And the studies show that 26% of workers could correctly identify the level of income growth they'd need to offset inflation over time. 
Do you find that your clients are, are really ever properly prepared for inflation when they first come in to meet with you? Well, you know, inflation's been really low, historically speaking, up until recently. Yeah. So it hasn't been that big of an issue. But, of course, right now it's big in the news and we're getting record inflation rates. And so I think people are starting to wake up to the fact that, you know, it can have a big impact. One way to think about it is, you know, we've talked about, I've talked about this before. I don't know about it on the podcast, but there's a thing called the rule of 72. And it tells you how, you know, what kind of, if you have a certain rate of return, how long it would take your money to double. So if you have a 3% inflation rate, your cost of living is going to double every 20 years. Hmm. Well, you know, if you have a 9% inflation rate, it's going to double in eight years. So <laughs> that's big time. I mean, that that's when it gets real, when you think about, hey, cost of living is going to double in 20 years. Of course, we factor inflation into our financial planning that we do, and we've upped that number quite a bit here recently just with what everything that's going on. But I think people are just – it's helped that it, it's in the news right now, so I think it's, it's making more – people are more aware of inflation and the impact that can have. But when you show it to them graphically and you show it to them, hey, you're, you want to buy a car today that's $30,000 – and you know, five years from now, you want to buy that same car. It's going to cost you forty thousand or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, that really is a wake up call. So, yeah, it is. And, I, and this has been a wake up call this year. I mean, I, I know oh, we yeah, talk this about year's it. Been crazy. And but uh, until you actually see the impact it makes on you day to day, and then you you see that eight percent, which is about where we are at the time of this recording. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's it impacts everybody every day and everything they do. So you know, if you hadn't yeah. planned for it or didn't realize you needed to, well, now you know, right? And you don't you think, oh man, well, it doesn't affect me, but it's going to affect you because the cost of everything's gone up. So therefore, for example, you want to go on a trip, you want to fly somewhere, you're going to notice those flights are have gone up a ton in price, it's because the airlines are passing on their higher cost onto you. So even though you may not directly go out and buy something that costs more, you know, it costs more to make everything, it costs more to get people. So therefore the costs are going to continue to go up. Yep. So it's important to, to have a plan to make sure you know what kind of income growth you're going to need to offset inflation over your retirement. All right. Second takeaway here. The survey also found that less than half, about 42% of Americans, can correctly identify the average Social Security benefit. And a big chunk of them overestimate how much they're going to get, which is an even bigger problem. So Mm -hmm. what she says is murky is that most folks just don't know how much Social Security will provide over time. Do Do you feel like this is something that you would agree with, that it's one of the biggest misconceptions in retirement planning? It's just what the benefits are going to be? Yeah, I think so. I, although a lot of times people come in and they underestimate how much they're going to get. Like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I'd get that much. But I definitely see a lot of people coming in not really even aware that have don't really have any idea of what they're going to receive. So that part I agree with. But I, I've seen it on both sides. Hey, I think, oh, I thought I was going to get le- more. But a lot of times people come in and they're kind of pleasantly surprised. And what that tells me is that Social Security, and I tell them this, is that you know, it's not something, it's not, Social Security is in a, for most people, even people that have, you know, significant savings, Social Security is a pretty important component of your retirement. And so it's not something you just want to willy-nilly choose, you know, when to take the benefit without putting a lot of thought into it. So, yes, I'm not surprised that people don't know how much they're going to get. What I'm, I think what I see more often than not is that they don't understand 
how what a huge impact that's actually going to have on their ability to retire successfully. And when you show it to, you know, if you take that out of their plan, they're like, whoa. Because a lot of times people will come in and say, well, I don't think Social Security is going to be around. And yeah. I can understand that sentiment, especially the younger you are, because it's we've got some issues around Social Security. But if you take Social Security out of someone's plan completely, it does make a pretty big impact on their plan. And there are some people that come in that don't get Social Security. They usually, it's teachers that are getting some kind of teacher's retirement benefit. Or there's the occasional person that'll come in, like a pastor, somebody in ministry that opted out of Social Security back in the day when you and you said so for religious reasons you could opt out of Social Security, and you know it makes a big impact. Yeah, it does, and that's why you want to know what that benefit's going to be, what you mm-hmm. can expect, and then you know helps you build that income plan along the way. So, right. that's the second thing that she talked about. How about number three here? Uh, withdrawal rates are a mystery to many people. The study found that. Half of Americans weren't sure how much they could take out of an investment account. And, you know, most of them couldn't even figure out the safe rate to take out of their accounts, you know, while not worrying about running out of money later in retirement. And that's obviously very scary because you have to be able to manage that effectively so that you don't run out of money. Yeah, I see that. I think sometimes people will come in and say, well, I'm just going to, what if we just, I just want my, I want to live on the principal. I want to take 6%. Well, and I don't ever want it to go down. Yeah, well. You know, I've, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona. I'd love to sell you too. You know, some th- those types of things don't exist right now. So I think a lot of times people are a little bit surprised to know that you do have to really be thoughtful about how much you take out. And we did a whole podcast on this concept, though, Ben, on how you take it out. So it's not just um, how much you can take out, but it's the method that you take it out. Mm-hmm. We talked about the whole concept of using a bucketing approach where you have money in different buckets and you use those buckets selectively to take money out. There's a podcast about that you can listen to, but yes, I am not surprised about this one either. It it can be confusing, especially when you think about, Hey, I want to take money out of my portfolio, say 4%, 5% a year. But even knowing though, there'll be some years like 2022 perhaps where I lose money overall. Mm -hmm. That's very difficult for people to understand over time. We can expect a certain type of return, but we rarely, if ever, get that return in a given year. Hmm. It'll be there's going to be a variance, right? And some years you're going to be taking money out of your portfolio when it's down. Some years you're going to be taking money out of it when it's up. That's that's that part is sometimes difficult for people to wrap their arms around. I can see that because you know me it, too. Any given year can really affect you if you if you if you didn't make any money, right? Right, like, that can be scary. Yeah, in a perfect world, you'd put all your money in a fixed type of investment, you know, that paid seven or eight percent, and just take, you know, live on some, the interest. Well, that doesn't exist right now. Right, doesn't. If you find it, let us know. Yeah, please. Um, you added one more takeaway you wanted to to throw in here too, as well in this conversation is, mm-hmm. you know, it's murky when people think about how much they're going to spend each month in retirement, too. Right? right. How, why is it so hard to come up with that number? Well, a lot of people just do not know how much they spend on a monthly basis. You know, they come in and I'm like, we're talking about goals and objectives. And I'm one of the questions is, okay, how much would you like to have coming in each month for you to feel like you're financially independent? You know, I like the word financial independence a lot better than the word retirement. We've talked about that mm-hmm. many times uh, because I think the idea makes a lot more sense. I mean, you may be at a point in your life where you're, considered financially independent, but you still want to continue to work. 
It's just the idea of being there. But anyway, when I ask that question, a lot of times they're like, well, I don't really know. But the standard answer, you know, some usually get 10000 a month or I get 5000 a month, but it's not based necessarily on any real history. So mm-hmm. one of the things I would really want to know if I were approaching retirement or financial independence is how much I'm actually spending per month. Because you don't want to take the plunge, quit your job, and then realize, oh, I really was spending – a lot more than I thought. And a lot of people, you know, it's not like they're spending more than they make or anything. They just don't have an idea of what they're actually spending. Sometimes you have to go out and kind of figure it out. Okay, this is my take home every month. And, you know, I'm either that that account's building up every month or it's spending everything we have coming in. I just find a lot of people don't track their expenses and they don't really know what they're spending. They may have a general idea, but that's something I would really want to hone in on before I took the plunge. Yeah. And all these things too, I guess you work with your clients to kind of bring clarity to these issues, right? Yeah, because they're yeah. so important. I agree. Uh, totally something we can help people with, enjoy doing it. You know, one of the things we might do is have you go back and keep a, an, a list of expenses for three or four months, mm-hmm. track it, see where your money's going, right? You may be surprised that you're spending more in certain categories and others. And that, that happens a lot of times too. You know, we'll have someone will kind of build up a mock budget and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm spending a lot more than I thought. Or, oh yeah, I'm spending less because a lot of that money I'm spending now is going to savings, which I don't, won't need to do anymore. So hmm. I think that's a murky area for a lot of people is what am I actually spending on a monthly basis? And I think it's important to have a good idea of what that is going into retirement. Well, if you want to Sit down with Wade, start talking through these things, try to clear up these murky issues. You can do so by visiting chessmanwealth.com. There's a link to contact there. A lot of other great resources for you to help improve your financial situation and your education around retirement planning. But if you want to call Wade directly as well, you can do so at 214-572-2120. Now it's time for this week's Kingdom Minute. A biblical perspective on money and finances. All right, Wade. So we're going to introduce a new segment to the show uh, starting this episode. And you heard the intro there. But some background on Wade. You know, we talk about it every you know, every show. He's a certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor. So what are you hoping to, to get out? And what should people expect from this Kingdom Minute we're going to introduce, Wade? Well, we talked about in the past about, you know, what is a certified kingdom advisor and we're members of an organization called Kingdom Advisors. Which our goal is to help people use biblical wisdom with their money. So what I'm hoping to do is, is maybe give some helpful information when it comes to money and biblical finance, maybe ask, answer people's questions that they might have about certain topics, maybe dispel you know certain misconceptions about what the Bible has to say about money. Mm-hmm. Really just be a opportunity to get in a little bit more in the weeds when it comes to um, money and finances in regards to having a biblical worldview. Very good. All right, so what do we have today for the Kingdom Minute? Well, so one of the things I thought I'd talk about, you know, we've talked about this on the on the show before, our mission statement at Chessman Wealth is to help you make smart choices about your money so you can worry less, enjoy life more, and ultimately become a better steward of the resources God has provided to you. So what does that mean? be a better steward. Why is that in our mission statement? You know, it wasn't just put, I actually put some thought into it, believe it or not, Ben. Um, What does it mean? Well, 
first you have to understand what does it mean to be a steward? And when I say a steward, the idea comes from, obviously, a biblical concept, Psalm 24.1. says, the earth and everything on it belongs to the Lord. So everything is owned by God, including our money, our possessions, everything. We don't own it. And any ability that we have to build wealth was given to us by God. So we don't own it. Now, of course, you know, people say hear that part, that second part, and say, well, yeah, I worked really hard. And yes, that's I'm sure you did um, work really hard, but the abilities that you have were given to you by the Lord for his glory. If you choose to do it, that's in a perfect world, that's what we would use it for. So the concept is everything in the on the earth belongs to the Lord. So it's not our money, it's God's money. So when someone's a steward in the you know, the old time thinking about it, it's someone who's who cares for their master's homes, land, and interest. So they're not, they don't own it. They're just there to care for it. And you know, you've been to someone else's house. Like I just went to my uncle's house in Steamboat and went skiing. And I don't own his home. He owns the home. Mm-hmm. I was there as a guest. And my what I wanted to do is to be a good steward of it, take good care of it, leave it better when I left it, you know, really respect it. That's the whole concept. So instead of holding on to money real tightly, a steward opens up their hand to God and recognizes that all money is God's to give or take away. So when we say we want to be a good steward, it means we want to be a good manager or caretaker of what God has given us, which includes money. So that's what I want to talk about kind of leading up for this first segment of the Kingdom Minute is just say, what does it mean to be a steward? Why do we put it on our mission statement? Well, there you go. That's why. Because you know we want to help people manage the resources God has given to them in a way that brings honor to him and, and is um, helps extend God's kingdom. So that's what I wanted to say today. And then the next, next time, I want to expand upon that a little bit. Very good, way. Thank you for sharing that. That's our Kingdom Minute. We'll do that every single episode, so make sure you stick around. And make sure you subscribe to the show, too, if it's uh, something you would like to learn more about. The best way to do that is to have the show delivered to you. So every time we release an episode, you'll know. So just hit subscribe, follow us wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, on every major podcasting platform, and you won't miss a single episode of the Money Night Podcast. All right, Wade, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, really good insight on those murky issues and hopefully anyone that has any questions about that any concerns will reach out to you at chessmanwealth.com and uh, start clearing that up we appreciate the time today awesome thanks all right thank you for listening to the money night podcast for wade chessman over at chessman wealth i'm ben george we'll talk to you on the next episode The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.